what's keeping you up at night? Don't let the fear of the unknown, paying for an attorney, or seeking medical care stop you from getting the treatment you need and the cash money you deserve. If you've been injured in a car accident, let us help give you the steps to get your life back. Call 1-800-HURT-911 or visit 1-800-HURT-911-GA.com today. We'll partner you with the right attorney, doctor, the injury attorney, medical specialist, and get you on the fast road to recovery. The Hurt 911 Injury Group at 1-800-HURT-911, Georgia's premier choice in accident care, 1-800-HURT-911. Hello, everyone. My name is John Robinson. I am the Public Safety Chief in Alfreda, Georgia. I have the distinct pleasure of coming to work every day with the greatest police officers, firefighters, and 911 operators you will find anywhere in this country, hands down. They are truly the best of the best, and I am so blessed to be able to work with a team that truly loves the community they serve. Speaking of that community, our team is so fortunate to be able to serve such a great group of citizens in the Alpharetta and North Fulton area. They take such good care of us. They constantly strive to show their appreciation, and it's truly an honor for our team to be able to serve them day in and day out in this great profession of ours. And I got to tell you, two of those great supporters are Donna and Caddy. They have been phenomenal friends to our organization for many, many years, and we are so grateful for them and their appreciation and support over those years. And because of that, it is my distinct pleasure today to introduce Donna and Caddy in my second act. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Till July 2019, welcome to my second act. My name's Donna and I'm Caddy's wife. And Roscoe, our coonhound, one of our coonhounds, gave me a heart attack yesterday. Well, I I missed that. And I know that they can happen. And sometimes you don't even know that they happen. Well, I mean, it really I'm just now learning about this right now. Yesterday you had a heart attack. I probably shouldn't be joking about a heart attack. But I mean, honestly, my heart leapt out of my chest. So I'm sitting there just, you know, working on my laptop and I happened to look out our back window, which we have a a backyard that goes out to like woods. That we don't own. Well, we own some of them, half of them. But anyway, and I see Roscoe just trotting by and he has what appears to be a baby possum in his mouth, but it's completely upright and it looks like it's a cute one. It kind of looked like a hedgehog. And I'm like, where would he have gotten a hedgehog? And he's carrying it around and he's trotting back to the woods like he's going to. And then he goes back there and he's trying to bury it. And so I went and got you and you were like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. And so we're both watching it. And then he brings it around to the front porch. And I said to you, I said, do not open that door and let that dog in with that hedgehog or baby possum or whatever it was. And well, it would not have been a baby. This no. was, this is a fat a good mama possum. Yeah. A little hair on Huge. top. That prickly hair that stood up. And guess what it was? Well, you know. I gave it to him. Yeah. It's Uncle Poppy. Who's Uncle, been missing Uncle, for probably a year. I think that Roscoe buried Uncle Poppy in the woods and forgot about him, as did we. Yes. And then Uncle Poppy appeared yes. in the backyard with Roscoe. He is a stuffed hedgehog that I bought Roscoe that squeaks like, <laughs> you know, and when he bites it. But he is so protective right now of Uncle Poppy. But this thing He'll take your gone. arm off. I know oh, he it, will. It is the most, I mean, it, oh. Oh, it smells terrible. It smells like a real possum. I'm not kidding. Because he has gone back there and buried it. So Sally wouldn't find it. And then he was in back doing what he does, which our neighbors hate, like barking and digging. At 7 a.m. when you let him out. Yeah. I wouldn't, if I were one of our neighbors, I would have already moved. Well. Because of the dogs. But. Anyway, so he, I think he dug baby Poppy up. But I had completely forgotten about this thing. Yeah. 
And they've bought, brought things to us before, so this is not out of character. I want to circle back around quickly to, you know, those of us that have survived heart attacks. Can, I'm sorry. No, we can joke about heart attacks. And one of my one of the funniest stories when I was in the hospital, it's been four years ago, I guess, when I had mine at 42. Um, when you were in the hospital for your recovering from your heart attack. Right. Yeah. Um, someone came in to visit, and they tell a story about something. I'm like, oh, that's, that didn't happen. And the person didn't even miss a beat and went, I'm serious, it's a heart attack. And they're like, oh, my gosh. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, here I am. I did survive a heart attack. But. Yes. Okay, we are uh, with you today, as we always are, from the App and Media Group and App and Podcast Network on North Main Street in Alfreda, Georgia. So on the way here today, Donna, what was your core 57 hype song? Well, it was from the king of country, George Strait. Okay. We have not added any George Strait. What is wrong with us? How can we even We're call We're a ourselves? semi-music podcast. But I mean, come on. It's the king of country. So I added Give It Away. I love okay. that one. It's just so good. Because like, you know, George was like the... Um, he was like the Sam Hunt before Sam Hunt was cool. Like in the beginning of the song, you know how he starts kind of talking? Like he's sort of doing a George George Strait rap. Not really, but you know. <laughs> when you listen to it, you'll hear it a little bit. I'm adding um, a great country song as well this week. On the way here today, Good Directions. Oh, that's a great one. For Billy Currington. For Billy Currington. Did you know that Luke Bryan wrote that song? I did not. And he actually recorded it. And when Luke recorded it, it was never released as a single. It was on an album of his, though. Uh, it was called... Uh, Right back here to me, the sweet tea song. Oh yeah, because of the line. And then Billy Currington took it and they turned it into Good Directions, and it became one of the biggest hits of his career. But uh, I was shuffling around, and that one popped up, and I was like, you know what? What a great sing along. I don't know why this is, but I remember Olivia was obsessed with Billy Currington, and she, you took her on his bus. She was little, and he had that little puppy. Remember? He was playing the last blast of summer. Yes, at Stone Mountain Park yes. for us one year. Labor Day weekend. And she went on his bus and he had that sweet little puppy. And we have so many cute. We'll have to, I'll have to find one. There's one of her and Billy Currington and the little puppy. If you remember, Bruce Johnson was Billy's road manager. Bruce Johnson lives in Paulton County. Yes. And was Mark Wills's road manager for decades. Right. But there was a period where, where Bruce worked for Clay Walker and he also worked for Billy Currington. Yeah. Um, That's probably what happened. And he let Olivia get on. It was really cute. I will have to find that picture. We'll post it in the letter. And his curls. Billy Currington and those little curls. Yeah. All right, download the Caddy and Donna Core 57 Spotify Hype Song playlist, nearly six hours of segs that will blow your mind from song to song as you shuffle through the, the playlist. But uh, check that out. All right. Kenny Chesney has rescheduled some concert dates. Well, all yes. of them, as a matter of fact. The world is coming together. Here in Atlanta, Kenny Chesney will now play Mercedes-Benz Stadium Saturday night, May 22nd, 2021. Now, when you say that or you see that, I know, you see that writing right here in front of me in print, you're like, wow. Can we make it that long? Of course you can. And Kenny's going to be excited to see you. I, I I wanted to look at the previous dates that were released for this year that were ultimately canceled. Because uh, I noticed with the new dates, he's only playing Saturdays. Hmm. That's interesting. There, there, there's one double weekend or one one two shows in one weekend in Boston at Gillette Stadium. The final dates on the tour. That's a Friday and Saturday for him. But everything else, like there's 12 dates and it's all Saturdays. So Kenny's at the point now where his femur gets sore. After two and a half, three hours jumping around, and I listen, I'm not, I'm not slighting him at all. Maybe know? it has something to do with like how how touring is going to be now, though. I wonder. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder if it's something with that. I don't know. Well, could be, but he's doing Friday and Saturday in Boston. Oh. So, oh, you know, I, I, see. I don't yeah, know. I don't but know. listen, Kenny's where at the point every artist wants to be at. And that's you fly in once a week and you do everything that you need to do for your fans and for radio and for the city and. 
uh, spend some time there and you do your sound check and you take a nap. And he gives it his all. And then you come back on stage and you sweat for three hours. Yeah. Kenny gives it his all everywhere he goes. Every night. And then you fly back out and you're done. And I'll tell you another thing about that you don't have to worry about at a Kenny Chesney concert is they have, he has the best bathrooms. Kenny springs for the best porta potties every year. You know, like if you're seriously, if you are down in the lower kind of the lower area where there's not as many bathrooms. And what are you talking about? At Mercedes Benz. Yeah. Okay. He gets those star wagon, star trailer um, bathrooms that like you, they have it like really hoity toity weddings and stuff. And I mean, it is nice. Do you think he'll have a pit? Like will pits still be know. a thing? I don't know. Well, he better. Maybe by then there'll be a vaccine and the world will be in a turn. You know what would be really cool? If like they could just vaccinate you going in. You know what I mean? That'd be a great way to vaccinate a lot of people. Okay. You come through, get a vaccination. Grab Sign up your, to be an organ donor. Grab your drink. Do it all. One-stop shopping. Yeah, okay. One-stop shopping. Okay. Garth Brooks' conversation in the last pod about the drive-in uh, concert that he's doing the last Saturday of June. And uh, they have now released the dates of the 300 drive-in theaters that will carry the Garth Brooks concert. And if you want to see it here in Atlanta, you're going to have to travel about an hour and 39 minutes northeast of Atlanta to Rabin County into the Tiger Drive-In on um, Old Highway 441 South. All right. We'll just leave that there. I am familiar with Tiger. What do you know about that? Yeah. No, we're not going to talk about that. So <laughs> let's move on. But I, it, Are you is, surprised? I mean, how many? I meant to look it up, and I didn't. How, are, there, there's a couple of drive-ins in Atlanta, are there not? I think there's the Starlight. but No I interest? Well, I don't know. Maybe, I mean, it's, maybe it's changed. Maybe it will change. But when I last I checked in the past 24 hours, it was just Tiger. Because I was like, Tiger? How do I know Tiger? All right. Oh, I remember Tiger. Okay. When Don and I were first dating, we were driving back from Gatlinburg after spending the weekend with Will. On. And we were both thirsty. Okay, let's go. All right. So the best news is, aside from Garth Brooks. Put Tiger on the map. Yes. Aside from Garth Brooks and Kenny Chesney, is there's a new Eric Church song coming. I'm so excited. Are you? Of course, I love Eric Church. Yeah. Don't know a whole lot about it. No. But as he al- always al- always does, you know, Eric Church is so loyal to his fan club, the church choir, because the church choir is loyal to Eric Church. This was released in a message to his fan club first. Right. To the church choir in a video message. And he's so excited about it. He said he's been writing. He literally said, I've been writing my you-know-what off. He's just been writing and writing and writing. I do think that coming out of the pandemic, people who are super creative have really been putting a ton of energy because if you think about it, most artists write on the road, you know, they write on buses. A lot of them, the new thing now and and used to be as well, but more so now is to even have a writer's bus. Like I know um, Thomas Rhett has that um, Florida Georgia line have that where they have an entire bus that comes on another Prevost that comes on tour with them. That is just a writer bus. And they may have a different set of writers come in, you know, some take the same ones on the road and then they have a revolving set, but it's completely set up to record on the road because a lot of times, I mean, you think about it, they're gone for so long and you have to, as an artist, you constantly have to be writing if you write, you know, if you're not an artist who just gets other songs from other people. So, um, I'm sure being home for a lot of artists and not having the distraction of touring and, media and press and label stuff has been good in a way. You know, I think, I think some really good stuff's going to come out of this from Eric. I've seen chatter too, that it may be a double album. Wow. That's a lot of writing. He has a beautiful, beautiful home up in Boone, 
North Carolina. You know, Eric went to Appalachian State University, graduated from there, as did Luke Holmes. Eric, uh, a few years before Luke, but Eric loves that part of Western North Carolina, and that's where he has been quarantining with the wife and kids and um, been writing. Yeah. So going to be some good stuff for him. Excited about that. I want to talk about a tweet that I found from Taylor Swift. And I spent about an hour scrolling through Taylor Swift's Twitter feed because I wanted to make sure that I hadn't missed something. Let's say April back. Taylor writes in a tweet, As a Tennessean, it makes me sick that there are monuments standing in our state that celebrate racist historical figures who did evil things Edward Carmack and Nathan Bedford Forrest were despicable figures in our state history and should be treated as such. So she's calling for... The removal of the statues, of the monuments. Prior to this tweet, I saw nothing from Taylor Swift and her talking about an illness that she had because of this. Why suddenly? Well, I think we know why. Of course we do. But nothing okay, in, so in the past about spe- uh, this specifically. Here's the discussion. You know, the, people say they're woke now. You get that? W-O-K-E. They've, they've woken up. That's basically what that slang term means. They've woken up to injustices and things that were wrong in the past. And, and, and the, the term means that you are going to be aware. Do you think there's something wrong with people who have kind of woken up and have said, you know, she's always she's used her platform in the past for voting. Um, she was very non-political for a very long time, and that's discussed in her Netflix documentary. Yes. Remember, and I'm thinking about this just right now as we're having this conversation. There because was a lot of the label was not comfortable. They and this meeting was caught because they happened to be filming this docu- documentary at the time. Her dad was not comfortable. Yes. Her mother was. Her mother supported her 100 percent to say, you know what. And I think a lot of it came out because of um, the album she was doing. She was really fighting for um, rights for um, transgender, you know, the LGBTQT community. And, you know, so she she had kind of found her voice and she said that, you know, her voice aside from singing. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that there is a point in time. I mean, she's a, she was a young girl when... I respect the fact that until she did the research, she didn't speak out. On this one, I don't know how I feel because, you know, she hasn't spoken out about this before. And the thing that you brought up that I think is so true is she's been a Tennessee resident. She has. She she did for the most of her career live in Tennessee. Her parents did. Um, but it never bothered her before. But maybe, again, it was because it wasn't pointed out to and her. And this is one example of thousands right now that you see on social media right where just right now it's become a concern right well and, and last pod we talked about lady Annabellum, and there's been some new developments if you've been following along there is a a very um long-standing jazz artist named lady a so if you don't know what's going on lady Annabellum proactively changed their name to lady a which is kind of what a lot of their fans call them. They had shortened it in the past. Well, she shot back to say, how tone deaf are you? Because you should have done Was your- Was she being the jazz artist? Yes. Lydia. You should have done your research, or someone should have, because 
I am known as Lady A. And the, the logos are even very similar. I did see yesterday where they had a, a meeting, all of them, um, and supposedly had a great conversation, discussion. Don't know what's going to come out of that. But that's kind of what we're talking about when someone jumps the gun proactively. We talked about this on the last podcast. They're meaning to do it genuinely, but it can backfire and come off as disingenuous because, you know, there was nothing on the side that we've been able to see forcing them to change their name. And then they change their name and they step into the thick of it on the side that they were trying to get away from. So, you know. And, and there were questions about, did nobody check Spotify? Well, you know who manages Google, that? sir. Google's Google. Who, who Google. certainly could have pulled up on his phone and figured it out. Who? Scooter Braun. How is he involved? He's there on his new label on that. Label. Oh, that's right. Big machine. Yeah. That he acquired. So, you know, if anybody could do a Google search on Spotify, it would be him. I think it's an interesting time right now. I don't think there's anyone should be blamed for having an opinion or for speaking out. But I think you have to be careful in the steps you take, you know, that I think if she had framed her tweet differently and said, this has always been wrong, but I want to speak out now about it. That's a different conversation. And then you've lived there your whole life, and all of a sudden... These monuments have also been standing in your state yeah, your entire life. So based on the events that have happened, again, I don't know if it's right or wrong. I don't know that there's a right or wrong side to that, to speaking out about it. If it is something that, that you know, if those monuments should be removed, there's nothing wrong with speaking out about that. It's just the timing sometimes is suspect. We talked about the need right now for everybody to have a trusted tree. Yes. Can we talk about that for a second? Yeah. Um, it seems right now, more than ever, in the hist- since I've been alive, you have to be so careful what you say. You have to be so careful about the conversations that you have. You have to be so careful about what you say on social media. Unless, and your point yesterday was, was very, very well said, and that was, and listen, unless you never unless you can live independently wealthy for the rest of your life. Right. This should be a concern. It, it has to be a concern right now for right. everybody. Absolutely. Whether you're tied to sponsors, whether you're tied to a job and Friends, there are, there your, are your, your kids' schools. I mean, everything, it, it, it goes very deeply. And I think anything anyone says right now can be completely misconstrued. You know, so someone told me the other day, the best thing to do is build a trust circle of people that you can, talk to and again not in a negative not against people or things that are going on but have real conversations where no one walks away from the conversation judging you they may point something out and say hey have you ever thought of it this way but they don't walk away saying you're a racist you don't get it you're tone deaf you don't understand you know it's not that you Everybody should be allowed to have conversations. But I think right now there's some friends that you can't even start those conversations with because they feel polar opposite of you, which is okay, but it's not okay right now. It's too high, again, too highly charged to even sometimes start those conversations. And I love talking about things with people who have the same viewpoints, but also different viewpoints than myself. But you have to be really careful with that right now. And and the place to do it is not social media. There is a lot. We talked also yesterday. There's a lot of passive aggressiveness going on in social media right now. If you go down 
after the um, Wendy's was rioted or burned down, not rioted, burned down, and you want to pick up, go down and do that. I think that's wonderful. You don't need to post it on social media. No one needs to know that you're doing that unless you're inviting other people to join you. There's a difference. You know, most of the people who post those things, they're not saying, hey, come join me. I think this would be a great thing to do. I'm taking my kids down or I'm going to do this. It's, you know, this passive aggressive post to make people think that you're doing a wonderful thing. And you are doing a wonderful thing. But, you know, do a wonderful thing because you, you want to do a wonderful you thing. You want to do a wonderful thing. One of the things, and I know we've said it before, but one of the things we always say to our kids is, who are you when no one's looking? You know, it's great to to be the superstar when it's caught on social media or your teachers, you know, you're going to get an award. You're trying to get the, you know, humanitarian award or, or the best book stacker award at school. Just be who you are. Be a good person and do it because it's the right thing to do. I am so sick of seeing these people and there's a lot of them right now. And I'm, some of them are my friends and your friends <laughs> that are just so passive aggressive with their post and the things they're doing, you know. I don't know. The conversation continues. Yeah, it Can is. I have that pen? Sure. Do you mind? <laughs> I, I have severe misophonia and it's distracting. I'm sorry. I love it more than anything in the world. Here, you can have it. Here, I don't want it. You know, I'm going to take the top off of the I don't pen. Know. Because that's what you're clicking the top of no, the pen. So no, I'm going to take no. the top and you can have the pen back. No. Here you go. In case you need to make some notes. There you go. Have your pen. Keep having great conversations, yes. though. That's what's coming out of all this. Yeah, dialogue. Dialogue's a good thing. Tracy Cousineau is going to invest six figures in the marketing of your home. Tracy Cousineau, a real estate expert advisors, they're going to get your home in front of the eyes that need to see it. They're going to move your home fast. I've said it before. Uh, if you're not ready to move and you're just kind of like, yeah, let's just test out the market and see what happens. No, you better you better not partner them with Tracy Cousineau, real estate expert advisors. Uh, you need to have your box all boxes all uh, lined up in the hall and ready to go because Tracy's going to sell your home. And guess what? Uh, Tracy Cousineau, real estate expert advisors, can get you up to 18% more for your home. An entire team of 20 plus professionals all working for you. TracyCousineau.com. That's cousin with an E-A-U because you know she's going to sell your home. The world has changed, but your desire to live your healthiest life has not. From temperature checks to extra deep cleaning, your health and safety, when you visit our offices, health parks and hospitals remains our top priority. Wellstar. Our primary care and specialty medical experts are ready to see you through any health concern that you may have. We are here for Georgia and we are here for you. Wellstar, more than healthcare, people care. Salt and pepper is back on the tables oh at restaurants in Georgia. Today is a day to be celebrated. Ketchup is on your table when you sit down now. I have been married to you for almost 17 years and I did not know this extreme obsession that you have with salt and pepper. Actually, I do in a way because you used to get so mad when like the salt and pepper shakers were low on the table. You'd be like, do we not have any salt and pepper? Is that like, what I sound like? <laughs> is that what I sound like right there? Do that again yes. for me. Let me hear that do again. we not have any salt and pepper? Anyway, but everywhere we go. like this, it's, That's been my like my marker during the pandemic. But the person will come over to the table and be like, hi, how are you guys? Do you have, Can we get some salt and pepper? You know, like. Well, for, there were restaurants there for a while that, and this is during the, the peak of the pandemic. When you went out to eat, and we did, um, you would get plastic silverware. You would get pe pe pepper and salt, like in the little paper package yes. you had to rip open. Your you, menu, they throw away your menu after you use it. Did you right. see that guy yesterday? He ripped up our menu. 
Yeah. That's a business. If you have those QR, if you're selling those QR codes for, for um, I know Carl, the QR king for, for restaurants. I mean, do you know how many restaurants? And it's so smart to have your whole menu on a QR code. You sit down. Menus are nasty. You ever pick one up, especially sticky, like like at a like um at I'm not gonna say the name, but anyways, they're just sticky salsa on them, cheese dip. You're like, oh, like I never touch mine. I'm like, hands up, just order. So Governor Kemp, our governor here in Georgia, has we've we've gone to the next phase, which I think is wide open. Yeah, I think think we're at the point now (laughs) where we were. February. We're like 15th. Audubon. We're at the Audubon level, whatever that I, is. I'm not complaining personally. Right. I'm not complaining. I know that we share different views about this. this well, you this said topic. yesterday, you asked me, you said, would you go back into, would you be willing to go back into a lockdown? And I said, yeah, I think I'm I think it crosses everybody's mind though right now. <laughs> like, would you be cool? Like, are you anxious right now because of the unknown and the new world? And you kind of want to go back into your cocoon a little yes. bit where you can, you know, sleep. Think of what you were doing two months ago. You right. were on your couch. Yes. You were, you hadn't showered in four days. Yes. You there were, were no expectations on you. None. You yeah. were eating all day. You were, uh, and, and you didn't want to pay your power bill. They give you a couple extra no ca- months. Yes. Yes. You know. you, you, the ta- your taxes got put off. Seriously. Until mid-July. Um, and, and, and it was just kind of like just everybody, the, the entire world. It was like, just do what you feel like doing, you know, <laughs> you can, pay what you think you can pay. Take some time off. Yeah. From your life. Work on yourself yeah. or just lay around just and do lay, nothing. Yeah. And I did all of that. And don't feel and bad about it. And I'm all about the reopening because, you know, listen, the day that Governor Kemp even said you can sit down in a booth at the restaurant, I was there and that was May 1st. Right. Um, but now we're kind of, we're, things we're, are, we're things wide are open. Up. Yeah, we're but things are heating Georgia. back up. Okay, so Donna. you said, so uh, you said, would you be willing to go back into like lockdown? And you, at first you're like, yes, but then later you're like, I'm not, I don't want to go back. Well, that's because we went to Verizon to try right. to get some stuff done. And which leads us to this segment, which is customer service and how much it sucks during a pandemic because everybody uses the pandemic as an excuse to give crappy customer service. I got to tell you, I think I agree. I said it. I think I agree with you. Here's what happened. We got you a new phone for your birthday. That's segment three, because right now I'm the most anxious I have ever been in my life because I'm transitioning right now. Okay. You're going to be Between an iPhone 8 Plus and an iPhone Max Pro something. (laughs) It's like a mini computer you're carrying around. And I'm anxious. Okay. Well, it's going to be okay. But we got you this new phone and you have to order the phone online. So order the phone. Long story short, the phone gets shipped because you you can't just walk into a Verizon store. So we went down to the store. They didn't have the proper phone. They said the easiest way to do this is to cancel the order and reorder it. So I canceled the order. It took a week and a half for the cancellation to get through the system to where I could then reorder the proper phone. We ordered the proper phone, went to it, they sent it to a different location. We went out there to get it. And only one of us could come in the store at a time. They harangue you over these masks, which we both had on, but they were like, do not take your mask off, you know, when you enter the building. And it was all this stuff like you have to do online and they have to send you a text so that you can accept it and then they can invite you in the building. And you and I both said, I mean, there were probably four customers standing outside, us two and two other people that were together. There were 10 employees inside and it was just one man with a gun. 
it's just not necessary. This is just not necessary. Guard. It's not. With a gun. Yeah. At Verizon. And what they don't understand about you and a lot of men, I hate to say this. Here we go. Hang on. Let me get a piece. Let me yeah. get a fresh piece of paper. Well, we saw it with the other, the woman yesterday. Like, you don't know your the pin code, I don't the passcode. And that that is is part of the challenge with the transitioning right now and why I put it off for so long. Because you'd be like, have you activated your new phone? No, I haven't. I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready. I'm not there yet. And so I started, and it's been like in bits and pieces because this transferred from the iCloud, whatever the hell that is, and this didn't, and I need to know this password. I kept asking. And when you lose your Apple ID password, you should just You're just gone. Hang You're it up. You're gone off the face Hang it up. Yeah. And I did. I mean, it took me about two days to get past several firewalls and security and I, but I knew it was going to be a problem because they were already asking you questions. And you're like, I, 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 I like, you know, they're they like, they wanted me to download a Verizon, get, get Verizon app yep, in order to walk your, in the store. And I said, I, I don't have that. My, I, I, you do take care of all of that. What's of your stuff. device pin code? And the same thing was going on next across from us. So it's just, you know, and then we went to eat lunch afterwards and we were like, we're going to go grab a quick salad and head home. And we're not going to say the place, but we went over there and we were, there was four people in the restaurant. And there's four people standing up at the, you know, the, the hostess, hostess desk. There's, I mean, and it took forever. It was a two and a half hour lunch. And both of us were trying not to lose our cool. But it was just ridiculous how long it took to make two salads. And this is not, this has been happening everywhere, everywhere. And I know that restaurants are having a really hard time right now because a lot of employees don't want to come back. They just don't for different reasons. Well, you're making $1,000 a week to do nothing at home still. Well, that's some of it. And then some of what it, they don't feel safe. And you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. But it's almost like customer service has gone completely out the window. And the whole excuse is everybody just shrugs their shoulders. Like, I don't know what you want me to tell you. We're in a pandemic. We're in a pandemic. Not yes, in Georgia, we're not. Yesterday, I got an iced coffee at McDonald's and I had a hole in my straw when they gave it to me at the window and I try, you know, it wouldn't work. So I'm like, okay, I'll pull in and go in and get a straw. I went in, there's no ketchup, there's no straws, there's no napkins. Well, there is now. Well, hopefully they put them back out today. But it was like this huge ordeal to get this guy to get me a straw. And I'm just thinking, what on earth have we become? I told you yesterday when we were lined up outside, it's like we're living in a foreign country. You know, when we traveled probably two years ago now to, to Paris and to London, there was some unrest in Paris at the time when we were there. And, you know, we, we hear sirens every day and there was so much going on. And I remember kind of thinking toward the end of the vacation, as much fun as we had had, I'm, I'm ready to get home. You know, I'm ready to get home to my country. And now I was telling you yesterday, it, it almost feels as off-putting sometimes living in America right now because of everything that's going on. It's just such a crazy time. I keep saying high, like charged, but it is. You you constantly have this like anxiety. I have it right now like I've never had in my life because of the the COVID-19, because of the civil unrest. Taxes are coming up. Um, I'm transitioning phones right now. Mm-hmm. What else? Um, the election. Okay. What else? Let me um, help you here. I need to keep going. Yeah, I mean, what else is going on? <laughs> it's trash day tomorrow. Okay. You got to get those cans down. But, okay, yeah. what else? All right. I took the girls to have lunch this week. I just wanted to get your take on this. 
and I've been really looking forward to going to this restaurant because it's a local mom and pop restaurant and I love eating there because they have great hamburgers and cheeseburgers. Mm-hmm. And um, we went and I was very disappointed because oh. normally the cheeseburgers are greasy and they're messy and they're sloppy and they're hard to eat. Mm-hmm. This was like something you get in the high school. This was not a cheeseburger. Mm. Okay, this wasn't. Pre, uh, pre-pandemic anyway. It was like one of those soybean type burgers? Well, I don't know what it was, but it was school. dry. Mm. And it was, uh, it was, the burger just wasn't good. How, mm. how do you mess up a burger? So I was having a conversation with Olivia. Olivia's our 16-year-old. Right? She's a junior now in high school. And I, we were talking on the way out. I said, you know, Olivia, what would you do if, you know, a lot of times the owner will come around every now and then. You know, How's hey, every, how, how is yeah, everything? How is everything? Did you yeah. enjoy everything? Why do I not have the balls to say, I didn't like my cheeseburger. What is that about the psyche? Because Olivia agreed with me. She's like, I said, would you say anything? She said, no. I said, but why wouldn't we? We're paying. Well, I would expect that from her. From you, that surprises me. Because I mean, you, you. But you've never heard me. No. Bring the, uh, I'm sure it's happened. But that's not something that I do on a regular basis because I'm, I'm a pretty happy guy. I'm, you can please right. me pretty easily. Right. With food, especially. With salt and pepper shaker. Yeah. Salt and pepper shakers and ketchup on the table. Yeah. But what, what is what is it with the American psyche? Well, I that think we, you just don't want to start that because once you open that Pandora's box, you've, you're, it's not just a yes no question. Like if somebody comes around and says, "Hey, did you you know how was everything? Did you enjoy? It was great, wonderful." Listen, I'd like to, if you don't mind, pull up a chair. Listen, this cheeseburger oh. is not the cheeseburger that I had. Yeah, it starts a whole for years thing. here before. Yeah, I came back in today for the first time in four months. But that can be pandemic related too. That's the other thing is that I don't think food tastes as good now when you go out. I don't know if it's old food, new food. There's not as much food being cooked. I, I don't know. I don't know. But it just doesn't seem the same. Eating out, you know, eating out. Someone, a friend of mine said to me the other day that she has not enjoyed eating out at all. Because normally, if, especially if you're the one who does all the cooking or, you know, you're tired of cooking, you want to go and you want to have someone else bring you your food, remove your plates, and everything. And it's just such a production nowadays. You know, you have to here's your glass and then this machine's door, not open. Yes, door. yes. Yes. You, you can't, can't have peanuts at the bar. No. But you can't have Georgia you can have salt and pepper on your table. Time to go. That's a big win for me. I'm traveling to North Carolina here in the next few days and they're not open. Oh my gosh. But they have a Democratic governor. Um, and it's just, I mean, I, I don't even know that you can dine in with social distancing at all. Whatever it is. Uh, at, I don't even know that you can do that in North Carolina. I don't think you can. The Bars gyms aren't and open. Gyms aren't open, and they're they are coming. They they tried to put some. I think they put something forth where the governor can either sign it or not sign it because they're like we're we're dying here. I did see on sixty minutes. I know we're jumping around here. Sorry, but actually I'm not sorry. I, I saw on sixty minutes uh, the chancellor for UNC Chapel Hill was on this past weekend, uh, and they're opening. They're bringing back students on campus uh, at full capacity in in July, like in seven weeks, because their thinking is. And William & Mary is also doing the same thing. And there may be others, but the, the segment on 60 Minutes just focused on UNC Chapel Hill. And Those are two big ones. William & Mary. Um, their, their thinking is we're going to start early and we're going to send kids home. Well, not kids. The young adults home. Before Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Because if there is a second wave. That's when it's supposed to come. It's supposed to hit December, January. A lot of schools like are doing that. that. I know Ohio State's doing that. A lot of schools are doing that. The, the, the theory How exciting is- that. Can you imagine if you were... A college student, Donna, and you were sent home to Charlie and, and, and Nana in Smyrna after being at UGA for a year, and then you had to sit there with your parents for four months. Oh. Wow. 
<laughs> well, you'd be excited about going back to campus. Well, all, all these kids want to go back. Everyone has to wear masks, including even in a, a lecture environment. Uh, the professor even has to wear a mask. And the question from the 60 Minutes dude uh, was to the chancellor, how's this going to work? And he said, you know what? We don't know. Gotta we're figure, gonna figure it out. It out. Yeah, because it, it is hard to have a conversation when you're wearing a mask. It is, but I mean, if you think about like, especially if you're in a lecture hall, you would think. But notes and electronic stuff, they can do it. Okay, um, my TikTok front page, because I just downloaded the app on my new phone. What are you getting? I'm, What's your for you page? Well, it's I've now gotten damn animal TikTok. Oh, I love. Well, a little bit of that goes a long way. There are some cute videos and cute memes. But I love I guess like that, when the dog takes like takes ownership of the duckling, and they sleep together. So sweet. I think that animal TikTok must be the default for all TikTok. That when you download the app for the first time, because like on my old phone, I had all my people. I didn't have an account, but I knew who would be showing up. I knew that I'd be seeing military people i'd be seeing occasionally some animals but i'd be seeing crazy who, who are your TikTok i don't even know people? their i don't even know their names <laughs> that's just it but i know that they're not on my new your friends yeah i don't know that they're not on my new page they're not showing up i'm They'll getting i'm getting like ducks and Ooh. and and geese and gooses and things I, I, don't, I don't i mean again i'm okay with the guy that i have nothing against a goose you showed me one today it was like some dog getting bathed and right. you're like look I, at this <laughs> So, I don't know. I don't know. Well, let me tell you what's going on. The algorithm. I don't know how the algorithm is built if they don't know. I just think it's fair. I I would love to get somebody from TikTok on the podcast. Yeah, they won't. I think it's really hard to find the algorithm of what they do. They don't talk about it. It's kind of like Facebook. But am I right, though, that that animal TikTok is basically the default? Probably. For everybody? Yeah, if you haven't delved into it. I'm going to open it it right now. Okay, as we're we're sitting here in the studio, I'm going to open up TikTok. And I guarantee you the first TikTok I see. I hope it's a duckling. Will be from the animal community. Like dancing See, now or I can't something. open the damn thing because it doesn't have a home button. I, this is really causing problems for me. This is how old your phone was. You had the little button at the bottom, <laughs> which we knew was going to cause problems with you. Okay, I'm opening up TikTok, and um, there was a great discussion with me and the girls getting you this new phone. Why? Because you know I'm a creature habit. Well, is it going to cause dad problems? Is he going to be? Yes. Know? Okay. Calling my mom to tell her my ear flipped again and I can't fix it. How many times do I have to see this TikTok? Of the little puppy dog? Oh, I the, love of, those. Right, but I've seen this a thousand times. I guarantee, let me do, I'm going to do three, okay. three in a row, three in a row, okay? Uh, this man trained his husky. I'm impressed. <laughs> All right, so it's another, it's another, um, it's another TikTok from the animal uh-huh. department. And number three, here's the damn kitty cat. My What's cat discovering his own reflection is a kitty cat in front of the mirror. <laughs> Stop it. I don't want to see kitty cats in front of the mirror. That's not what I want on my front page. I love it. Where did my front page go? It'll come back. I'll tell you one that's driving me nuts. Have you, I don't know what it's called. I know you saw it when your TikTok was working, but it's, I call it that. It's been a while. I, I call it the stinky leg. Post-college, a couple years post-college. Is it, my TikTok work. All right. I call it the stinky leg dance. You know, go, go, go. 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 And these kids, like they put your, they put their hands on their hip and they do their, <laughs> they swing their right leg out. Okay, you, you're probably listening right now and you're like, wait a minute, like you've seen your kids doing that, but maybe you're not on TikTok and you're like, is that where this crap's coming from? I'm at Costco the other day, and I'm looking for something, and I turn around and Charlotte's hoisted herself up onto a pallet of like water, and she's up there doing her leg, and I'm go. like, go. I, at the go. time I didn't know what she's doing. I said, Charlotte, get down right now, right now. You know, so then the other day I go to vote at the Hopewell Baptist Church, whatever that is, that little church. And I take her with me because I think this is a great educational opportunity. I'll take her with me to vote. 
She's got her stinky leg out. Well, because of the COVID stuff, they wouldn't let her come in, you know, where the little machine was. So they made her kind of wait over by the door. I'm in the middle of voting and I look over and she's over there. Go, 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 go. doing her leg. And all these people are looking at her. And I had to come out of my voting booth, shake my finger at her. <laughs> so we went to get in the car and she goes, Mom, I go, what are you doing? Like she's like, it's the TikTok dance. And so at the time, I didn't even know it was a TikTok dance. So then when I went back and started looking at all these people doing it, I'm like, oh my gosh. The cutest is, and maybe we can try to get Al when we come out of lockdown. We'll try to get Al to Mr. Do Al's it. your mother's 100-year-old boyfriend. Yeah, because I love seeing the ones with like kids and their grandparents doing it. And the grandparents have no idea what, <laughs> what they're doing. But, you know, they're doing these dances all the time. And you may not even and know. You're on it. TikTok, mom and dad. You don't know it. The other one is, have you been anywhere where a song, like, okay, a song from TikTok just happens to be playing? I was at Avalon the other day, and a song was playing. Like out, like on the, the speakers um, outside? Yes. Okay. And these girls start doing this. It's like the world stops, and everybody stop. Yeah, stop where you are and do the TikTok trend. And like six of them started doing the dance. And I found myself kind of like. Doing the movements, but not like them, you know, but it's like. Pop up, let me see your go, no. go, go, go. <laughs> no. Show Carl and I your no. leg. No, no, no. Come on. No. But anyways, I just think it's funny because you almost don't think of it, as we've talked about before, as a music generator. You think of the, because you only hear snippets or sound bites of half of these songs. Well, Power 96.1 here in Atlanta is, is TikTok, TikTok radio. It's unbelievable. Every song you hear on Power 96.1 is going to be a song that you're actually more familiar with because of TikTok. Have you ever said, like, I've been listening to that with Olivia, and I'm like, I didn't know this was actually a song. Yeah, She's like, yeah, mom, it's da baby. It's da baby. I'm like. I heard one. I heard the the rock star one the other day on the baby. radio. That's da baby. Oh, is that it? Yes. See, I didn't even know. And when I heard it, I'm like, wait a minute. I, this is a TikTok song. Yes. It's like now you think of them as their TikTok songs. Yes. Um, but the one about the. Um, yeah. The Lamborghini and the yes. cop car. Yes. Nah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I heard the full song. I'm like, wow. It's a Rather good song. Than just yeah. Eight, nine, ten seconds, whatever it may be. It is nice. I found a really funny follow. I'm going to include Kyle Love's TikTok videos in the letter this Saturday at nine o'clock. He's hilarious. I turned you on to this guy. Oh, I don't my know anything gosh. about him. Again, I don't have an account. I can't like things because then it prompts me to start an account, which I don't want an account. I just like to be entertained and laugh every now and then. So I don't know where this guy came from. Again, he's not showing up on my new TikTok feed. Your kitty cat feed. In the, on the animal TikTok world. Um, but he is a, he's got to be in his young 20s, I guess, maybe even in college. And his name is, uh, his his handle is uh, Esteban, E-S-T-E-B-A-N, and then dot H-T-T-P-S. I hope that's not code for dirty stuff or anything. Because <laughs> <I'm> gonna... <laughs> well, anyway, we I don't know. know. We, we don't know. What we're he we're does... innocent in this. What he does, though, are these videos, and it transports you back to your childhood, saying things that, okay, for instance, he'll he'll run really funny up to the camera, and then he'll go, um, <laughs> can you ask your mama if I spend the night with you tonight? <laughs> they are. People listening right now, what, what the hell are you but talking it, about? They're hilarious because, it, it, number one, it's all the things you used to say, but it's also if you My have. My mama said you can spend the night tonight, but you need to bring clothes because we're going to go to church tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> it's also all the things you've heard when you've had kids over. What's your Wi-Fi code? <laughs> Why are you screen peeking? Yeah. Stop screen peeking. Stop screen peeking. If you don't know what that is, it's like when you're a parent, you hover My mom over says she can take us if your mama can pick us up. That was always the one. Yeah. Because, you, you know, you have to get the clearance from the other parent. And if you, you have, if you have kids, you've spent time doing that. Like, you know. Yeah. So. Ask your dad. Yeah. Uh, 
Esteban, E-S-T-E-B-A-N dot H-T-T-P-S. And my apologies if that stands for anything. We don't know. I have no idea. We are, yeah. have no clue. Something for all your home needs and all at great prices. A gallery furniture, 1600 Browns Bridge Road, Gainesville. Whether you're looking for a dining room table, a king-size bed for your master bedroom, maybe a sofa for your living room, Gallery Furniture Gainesville has you covered with many brands and styles that also offer you financing. I'm going to be up at uh, Gallery Furniture this weekend. Going to take some pictures and uh, post them on the Cadillac Jack Facebook fan page because during the pandemic, when they were shut down for just a couple of weeks. They've renovated. They uh, redid the entire showroom. Yeah. I can't wait for you to send us the pictures. Recliners and 299, tons of bedding options, Gallery Furniture. Ask for Donna and now ask for Donna's daughter, Marilyn. Who's uh, running the show? Gainesville. Ask for the Wolfman.com Gallery Furniture. Pod Peep is uh, Melissa Gibson. She uh, posted on the Cadillac Jack Facebook fan page. Uh, Y'all aren't joking when you say dinner affair is good. Finally ordered for this weekend. Holy smokes. Yummy. And then some uh, big, a uh, lot of teeth in those emojis with smiles. Uh, thank you for telling us about them. Thank you, Melissa, for uh, taking a recommendation for dinner affair. We've been clients for years and years and years. It's the official meal kit for families. Um, dinners are tailored for all ages and tastes. Kids uh, are going to love that they keep all the spicy sauces and onions and other ingredients separate from uh, for your pickiest eaters. And we as parents love the sophisticated flavors you find at uh, popular local restaurants too. 15 new selections every month. $30 off your first order when you enter the promo code CADDY, that's C-A-D-D-Y, at dinneraffare.com, dinneraffair.com. You and our 16-year-old daughter, Olivia, took a trip to Athens, Georgia in the past few days to go enjoy the campus of the University of Georgia. Yes, we went on Saturday. And what happened was um, Charlotte, from a previous pod, as you know, was going to um, the lake with some friends. I appreciate all the mamas that reached out and said, you know what, let her go. Don't worry about her going. Don't sweat the small stuff, you know, if you don't know the parents that well. And you are absolutely right, as our listeners always are. They're so astute, and I love getting advice from other people. Um, it went great. She did come back with pink hair. I just want to say as an aside, but, you know, if that's all that happened, I'm, I'm down with that. So You sure. did a reverse search on the house that they were saying. Okay, at. that's for another pod. Okay, stop. Stop, stop, stop. And it wasn't on this house. It was one Will went to one time when I didn't know he was going to a party. Anyway, um, so... We'll talk about that next time. Okay. I'll, I'll incorporate that little discussion okay. into my app. All right. So my appy for next time. Um, so the point of this was we didn't take a um, Charlotte. It was just Olivia and I. You had a bunch of errands that you had to do. And so Olivia and I went up to I Athens. I had to tend to the grass. Right. I graduated from Georgia from the Henry Grady School of Journalism. And I was a proud Zeta. Yep, yep. Yeah, I was a proud Zeta ta- Alpha. So here's the thing with Olivia. This is really not about me being at Georgia. This is more like she'll be a rising junior next year. And she is, obviously, we're starting to talk about colleges. We've spent a lot of time talking about college. For a long time, Olivia was very dead set on what she wanted to do. Um, And she was also dead set on the fact that she wanted to go out of state to go to school. And we have always told our kids, you know, dream big and we'll let us figure out the details. Don't worry about any other stuff. You know, it's not out-of-state versus in-state. You know, find the place that you really need to be, and we'll figure it out. Um, But every time I would mention, you know, going to Georgia or whatever, she just really didn't have a lot of interest. It's incredibly hard to get in Georgia, as we all know. So I think that's some of what kids do. They self-protect for the places that they know they're not – there's going to be a challenge to get into. She's a great student. Um, I think she would have a good chance to get in there. But she had never really shown any interest. So we went up there, and um, we parked downtown, and we rented. They have these really cool 
bikes. They're electric bikes, but they're also, you can also pedal them, which was a good thing because in my continuation, there seems to be a thread, threads that run through my life with biking and all kinds of crazy stuff. I did have on a pair of white skinny jeans and a wedge, but I got on the bike and thank God it was electric because UGA is a huge campus. If you've been there, it's, you have to take buses, you can walk, you can ride bikes, but it was kind of encouraging to see that they have these bikes on campus because I would do this all the time. Had a little cute basket and everything. We rode everywhere. We actually rode into the stadium, which was open. That's looking a little rough. If they're ready to go, I think they've like furloughed the lawn guy for the stadium. But anyways, um, we rode all over campus. I showed her all the buildings, everything. We ate downtown. I drove her out to where I used to live, which does not look anything like where I used to live. Um, drove her down Millage to show her all the fraternity and sorority houses. My house, the Zeta Tau Alpha house, is being renovated. Um, and what what they're going to do to it looks amazing. But it was hilarious because we're kind of still coming off this pandemic. It's probably 345 when I had taken her down Millage. And in front of every fraternity house, there's like 20, at least, guys. Couches, ping pong tables, beer pong. And Olivia's cracking up. She's like, Mom, they have a couch on their lawn. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just what you do, you know? <laughs> because you can't party in the girls' houses, but the boys' houses. But she was funny because she said, those boys' fraternity houses look so pretty. And I said, it's kind of a facade. They look beautiful on the outside, but when you walk in the doors, it's like, you and I were having we're talking about this, and and I said if you're familiar with Sheldon's fireworks, yes, and they have one like as you get into <laughs> Auburn, Alabama, you know, and then also as you go up to Hartwell, you know, north on 85 and south on 85 through Georgia, and the the building the way it's built, it's, yes. it is facade. You you think that it's like 19 stories tall? Yes, it's like, like the, the Taj Mahal as you yes. as you approach it on 85 southbound. If you're going to the one you know down towards Auburn, Alabama, you can see it for, you know from the airport almost. And then you walk in, it smells like beer and throw up. Well, and it's like a mobile home yeah. trailer. Yeah. So we just kind of went through well, all same same premise. Maybe you say I've never been to a friend house in Georgia. But... Yeah, that's what they smell like. I mean, I, you know, yeah. The brief time. Had, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don had keys to them all. The brief time that I would go through there, but what I learned from doing this is. You know, I think you take those official tours later um, once you've kind of narrowed down your schools. I think those tours can be very, like, um, overwhelming sometimes for kids because they're expected to ask questions of the person that's touring them. And, you know, a lot of them, I think Olivia's struggling right now because she knew what she wanted to do. She doesn't really want to do that anymore. And she's kind of like, I just don't know what I want to do. And you and I have been having a discussion. We were talking to friends with the kids the same age. And I think a lot of our kids right now are kind of like, I don't know what I want to do. And that's okay. Like none of us, I remember going to college, I didn't know what I wanted to do. The only way I got into journalism is I went to my um, count, my college counselor and I said, what, what major can I do that does not have a lot of math? <laughs> and they were like, journalism. And then I really got into it in advertising. I have a, you know, split major with, um, split minor with psychology. And I really got into it. But that's what I was trying to explain to her. You don't have to have your whole life worked out in the beginning. So when we left there, she was kind of like, this is a really nice campus. And I said, it is, but there's a whole bunch of other really nice campuses too. So what we're trying to do, and I started with Georgia, is to try to open her eyes to what college really is, you know. And I think that what I've told her is I'll take you to all these schools or dad and I will take you and we'll just walk around the campus and see the buildings and see the city it's in and all that stuff with no pressure 
of having to do like an official or, or tour. Or the student tour guide. Yeah. Who'd been out the night before. Who, who, right. who didn't go home and shower. Who the parents ask all the questions to. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the kids just sort of like trudge along behind you like, God, will these two please stop talking and one to of the, One of the best questions is, uh, long night last night? Yeah. You know, because you can look at your student tour guide just and not listen there. Yes. But what became apparently cl- clear as we drove off out of Athens yeah. is Olivia looks over me and she goes, Mom, you had a really good time. <laughs> At Georgia, because everywhere we go by, I'm like, oh my God, that used to be Papa Joe's. Now, on midnight, we went there, and I remember thinking, this is going to be the best four years of my life because all these boys were buying us drinks on midnight. And then that's where we used to lay out in the sun. And that's where we used to like tell our parents that we didn't get money back for our books so that we could actually buy swag and Sorry beer. letters. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was just crazy, you know, but the memories that flood back to you. And it's been a long time, as she reminded me, over 30-something years. Um, And I'm not talking about, like, going to a game or whatever or being back on campus, but just really driving around and seeing everything. And as much as things have changed, there's a lot of stuff that really had not changed. Um, It was just fascinating how quickly you kind of find your way around and you remember, like, the wall, if you went to UGA, out in front of, like, the fine arts building across from the journalism school. Everybody just kind of used to hang out there. It was like where you hung out waiting on friends or boyfriends or whoever. So it was a lot of fun. I encourage you if you're um, doing that with your kids to, to get out there and do it. I don't, you know, I don't know. There's no like particular timetable. I don't think to do any of this stuff, but just sort of trying to pique her interest. Mark Edge is a pot Pete for this episode. My second act, Mark is uh, a Georgia State Patrolman. I met Mark probably over 15 years ago when he would work uh, at Lakewood Amphitheater for country concerts. And I would be there at the time doing my afternoon show. So we were both there before the gates, well before the gates opened. We had to be there like noon or one o'clock. And Mark would always do security detail for the artists. And we just became friends and would hang out and talk about light and music and things like that. And he posted something on Facebook that I wanted to uh, share with you. Uh, And it's the police officer's prayer. I didn't know that there was such a thing. Uh, Almighty God, whose great power and eternal wisdom embraces the universe, watch over all policemen and law enforcement officers, protect them from harm in the performance of their duty to stop crime, robberies, riots, and violence. We pray, help them keep our streets and homes safe day and night. We recommend them to your loving care because their duty is dangerous. Grant them your unending strength and courage in their daily assignments. Dear God, Protect these brave men and women. Grant them your almighty protection. Unite them safely with their families after duty has ended. Amen. I share that now because I reached out to Alpharetta Department of Public Safety Chief John Robison and asked him if he would kindly intro this episode of the podcast because I'm sick and tired of hearing from my friends that became law enforcement officers to help other people, to be kind, to be helpful, to protect, to serve. And they're now questioning that decision. Many are talking about leaving law enforcement entirely and finding another career. Uh, 19 officers with the Atlanta Police Department, that number's probably grown by the time we're here, or has grown maybe by the time that we're here right now, but uh, have have walked off. They just don't want to do it anymore. 
And who can blame them some days? You know, it's the sacrifice that they make, that their families make. And again, we're talking about people who wear the badge proudly, who do do the right things, who are in it because they want to help people and their community. Um, the fact that they would walk out every day and almost feel, not shame, but almost embarrassed or, um, you know, just some morale, morale just, just so, so low. Someone asked them, what do, what do you do? And you, you know, you used to would say, I'm a police officer, I'm a public servant. You know, now to say that and have someone give you a disparaging look, um, never once on this podcast have we made excuses for people who do wrong things. It's not what it's about. But there are so many people in public service who are struggling right now. And they've never made a ton of money. None of these people do this for the money. Trust me. But, you know, no one who has always had a calling to help people should have to feel embarrassed about that, for heaven's sakes. And so I think if you know someone who is in law enforcement or if you've ever, you know, come across someone or, or, or been touched by someone or helped someone, it's a good time to reach out to them. You know, just to say, listen, I am thinking about you and I want you to know I appreciate everything that you do. So thank you, Chief, for the intro today. Uh, Chiefs over the entire police, fire, 911 and emergency management services, uh, all the employees in all those departments in the city of Alpharetta, Georgia, where we uh, live. And, and Chief, actually, I didn't know this. He started as an officer here in Alpharetta in 2001. Then he left to uh, be a major with the Powder Springs Police Department, which is in West Cobb County. He was uh, became chief, interim police chief there, and uh, then was named permanent chief of police in Powder Springs in 2015. And then so it's kind of been for, uh, full circle since he's been back with us here for a few years. Has six kids. I had no idea the chief had six kids. That's a lot of kids. Been married for uh, 15, 16 years, maybe uh, actually more than that, I think, by now. But um, has always been so accessible to this community and has always been, um, um, you see him everywhere. And he's always got a smile. Yeah, he does. And he's always uh, he's always looking out and trying to make this community better. And so, um, on behalf of of the entire city of Alfreda, Georgia, Chief, thank you for all that you're doing, all that you've done, all that you continue to do. But especially right now during this very challenging time, and um, we also appreciate everyone on the police, the fire, the nine one one, and emergency management services teams here in the city of Alpharetta. Thank you so much, Chief. God bless you. We have a small ask of you: three things, if you don't mind. Number one, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss anything coming up. Number two, rate and leave five-star reviews to the podcast. And number three, show our sponsors some love. And the sponsors of my second act include Wellstar, More Than Healthcare, People Care. 1-800-HURT-911. Tracy Cousineau and real estate expert advisors. Gallery Furniture in beautiful downtown Gainesville. And Dinner A-F-A-R-E.com. New episodes Tuesdays and Thursdays of Cadillac Jack, my second act, part of the Avid Podcast Network. Oh, oh, oh.